Cinephiles, audiophiles, ladies and germs, welcome to the Film Cult Podcast. Tonight, it's a musician, animator, illustrator, hell, it's Calgary's poet. Welcome to the show, Chad Van Galen. Chad, hey. how are things? Things are, things are good. Things are uh, as they should be. Uh, for, you know, in my life, I was a hermit already, and so... I am still a hermit. I'm continue to be a hermit. Um, yeah. Well, we, you and I are both in Calgary, so we're we're living the exact same life during this, and I feel like we lived the exact same life before this. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, really cold here. It gets really cold. People have to put on scarves and uh, you know goose feathers in order to stay alive, and so that's what we continue to do. How have you found it staying creative during this time? Have you have you been doing it in an abundance, you would say? Um, yeah, I think I'm always sort of steadily chipping away at whether it's songs or animations. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I feel like, yeah, just being at home with the kids uh, during the schools shutting down and stuff like that was a little bit of uh, a pivot for me um as far as creative time but it was also like i i mean yeah luckily the universe has sort of shone down and in a good way and uh you know like we we're, we're really lucky and 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 my kids are healthy and we live in uh right by the river so we have a beautiful place to sort of play outside and um Luckily, school's back in here as well, so my kids haven't had any anything uh, too adverse happen to them um, beyond just you know not being able to see family and friends and stuff like that, which is uh, you know devastating in in a certain way psychologically. And so we'll we'll all be living that out for the next decade. Um, DMT, man. Bring on the DMT and just put it in the water and let's all have a spiritual awakening and uh, just get over it instantly. Really. Come on, people. Do you, do, think, do you think that we'd be a better society if everybody just took at least one trip? I've, I 100% feel that. I really, I, I truly, because I, I, having tripped out and tripping out on a constantly, I feel, yeah, like if you haven't felt the oneness just just go just lick a toad drop drop the tab do do the do the hit and and get it over with man because it's cosmic it's like you know we all need to you need to feel like you're a part of it you need to we need to feel like we're part of nature and that we come from this place and it's not just a toilet for us to shit on you know i just i feel like yeah that connection that spiritual connection is definitely uh been uh yeah it's been removed and then what whatever the amputation was we we just got this crappy like internet arm now we're just like isn't this what spirituality is it's just it's weird it's uh yes do the dmt i feel like i'm on this uh i'm on a i'm on a quest now that because dmt is like legal in canada and and it's a weird like uh it's like a hyper mushroom trip, right? It's like 20 minutes. Your body metabolizes it. I'm talking about like that toad DMT. You know what I mean? That good shit. <laughs> yeah. 
you know? So yeah, just do it. You know, don't believe the hype 20 minutes later, your body's metabolized it and you're, you know, you're at lunch with your grandmother telling her that you loved her for the first time or something. I don't know. Get over it. Get over yourself, people. Do you feel like you've always taken advantage of where we live? We have the mountains right beside us. We have this nature at our fingertips. Do you feel like even from an early age that you've taken advantage of this? Oh, yes, 100%. I mean, a lot of my family lives out on the West Coast as well. So the West of Canada... I love it, man. I love it. I, uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I feel so lucky to have it. I, see, I feel so good when I get home. I just feel like I, I know a lot of Albertans do realize that and take advantage of it, but I feel like this, the current state of things is, uh, you know, we're going to have to start like fighting Nazi idiots, uh, you know, which is sad, but and just this sort of destruction of our natural spaces and with the, you know, we live in this sort of oil, oil country out here. Um, yeah. And it's sadly, it's, it's, um, yeah, it's run, it's run its course on the environment. I hope, I hope we have a chance to get back to that man. get back to, realizing that we can work inside of it and we don't have to, we don't have to destroy it in order to reap the benefits. I'm, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how you feel about it, but yeah, the mountains are, it's a, it's a, it's a real blessing. Man. I, I really feel it. I, I try at least once a week to, to go <laughs> somewhere to just not be here. I go outside daily cause I have a dog I'm, Me too. I'm, I'm Me constantly too. just trying to be outside here and take as as much advantage as I possibly can of being here because it, we live in a weird place. We live in it, a yeah. very conservative, borderline Nazi-esque. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. it's a weird place. If you're an intellectual or you're an artist in this province. You move a, away. It, yeah. <laughs> you're not here like all, all my friends. Everyone, like all the artists that I know are just like, oh, I'm not staying in Calgary. Like, you got to be crazy. And I'm like, what? Come on. What? I mean, not to say that there's not a, there's a great art scene here. And that's, that. I mean, it, just in my experience, there's always this sort of mass exodus to, you know, Vancouver or Montreal or Toronto or whatever. Um, so it has to be rebuilt constantly. And I think that's the, that's the theme of, uh, you know, Calgary and Edmonton in general is, you know, you, you tear down the old and you build up this sort of new thing that, uh, to replace it. And it's oftentimes the people that are making those decisions, uh, got their head up their own ass. So, so that's what it is though. So have you, have you noticed that art in this province, the last little bit has been, has been in dire straits essentially, or do you think that we're actually on the upswing right now? Um, I mean, I would hope that we're on the upswing. I'm not really like in on that scene, you know, like I feel a little bit separated from uh, the scene in general. I know, I mean, I know some artists, but uh, I would consider myself to be more of a folk artist. So I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not high art is not my, is not my bag. So I don't know, but I mean, I know that there has been a real sort of awakening for everybody. And so I'm, I'm, 
I, I feel like it's on the upswing. I feel like people are getting to be more aware of, uh, you know, the sensitivities and um, the expectations that uh, that people have here, just as far as being included in on that. It's a very, like, it's a very, like, white man's game. And so I, f- I feel like it needs to represent more of a, more of an earth vibe and uh instead of uh destroy the earth vibe and roll over roll over that without feeling it you know there's a definite there's a numbness to the to that conservatism that's um yeah that dulls the edge right like it's just uh it's it's sad to see nobody operates their fucking trains on steam anymore you idiots what what did you think like you know what do you think? Is there still a guy out there complaining? Like, oh, it was way better when those trains ran on steam. It's like, just get the fuck over it, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyways, I don't, yeah. Well, I, I was talking to Lance Bangs on the show not too long ago. And oh, he, nice. he actually asked about you. And no how... way. Oh, man. And... They came to my studio. Lance came to my studio. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was he was wondering how Calgary audiences were receptive to you when you played a hometown show. I'm honestly curious from your perspective, when you're playing a hometown show, I feel like you, you pick very specific venues when you play at home. And you know how to, for lack of a better term, manipulate this city. But... How do okay. you, how do you feel when when you, when you're playing a Calgary show? Do you does it feel it's, like it, does it feel like you're coming home? Yeah, oh yeah. Like I lo- I love Calgary. Don't get me wrong, man. Like I'll pass out in a bush any day anywhere in the city. Like it's I love this city. It's a beautiful it's a beautiful town full of beautiful people. It's changed for me playing shows just because like I have kids now. And so those my kids have friends um and their parents are you know like you get introduced to a whole new crowd and you know those those people now come out to see me right so like it's very intimidating i'm just like okay people i know (laughs) i can't i've got to like they're like it's chad it's chad we were just on a picnic the other day and now he's like uh you know drunk and making an ass of himself on stage Um, yeah, it's like, it's just a different, I kind of, I kind of love it and I kind of hate it at the same time because I feel like I, I need, you know, I want to do, I want to do right by the people that I love and the people that I'm surrounded by. And so, um, in my head, I'm just like, really? Oh man, you're coming out to see this? Like usually I can just train wreck and people are into it, but, uh, you know, I pull out pull out the stops for the Calgary show <laughs> and the Edmonton show. I pull out just the Alberta shows in general, where I'm like um, a little bit more uh, tweaked to sort of um, you know my my wife is watching me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like where I'm just like, okay, like she's just like looking at me like, yeah, really? Whoa, that's what you're doing? This whole time? That's what you've... Oh, oh, whoa. Come on now. Anyways. Well, and then past that, it's a hard thing to tour this country. 
And it's it is, it's yeah. an even harder thing to make it in this country. Do you feel like you had a little bit of a leg up that that Sub Pop was behind you as early on as they were? Or do you oh, think that you yeah. still just had to, it didn't even matter that Sub Pop was behind you, you still had to work to even make it a little bit in this country? Well, I mean, in my mind, I was already making it, right? Because I started out busking. And so I was doing, I was playing one-man band. I started out, I, I had like, I had like horrible stage fright and I knew that I was like, okay, I want to, I want to be a musician. Um, I got to get over myself. And so for me, that was just, but I also wanted to pay my rent. So I was, uh, I, 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 I saw, I was working out at the Wicked Ledge at the time down on 17th, like 18 years ago, 19 years ago. Now it's crazy. Um, and yeah, I, there was a busker outside, um, who was, I mean, I looked in his guitar case at the end of the night after I finished working and he was making more than I was. So that was my impetus for quitting the wicked wedge. And then I just stole that spot and like Clinton St. John was working there at around the same time too. So he's just like, he let me have that spot, which I know now as, as, as a busker is like, that's, that's heinous, man. You can't steal someone's spot. So I, <laughs> but this guy was playing like bare naked ladies covers and stuff like that. Like it was, you know, it wasn't like a, a great loss to, uh, to, to, to bump him a block down or anything like that. Cause it was a little, it was a sweet little spot and I still got to eat pizza. Still got to eat as much free pizza as I wanted. Cause Clint would bring out slices and, and uh, yeah. And so I was, I was pulling in some like serious pirate booty, man, from those uh, busking sessions. And then I and then uh, I went traveling around on the Greyhound and just busks like was busking all over Canada and uh, making some coin. So I was like, this is fucking sweet, man. This is it. I've made it. And um, yeah, just started making my own like CDs with got a CD burner and just start burning my CDs and selling those and. So, yeah. But then Sub Pop was like, we want to put out your record. Or I mean, Ian Russell from Flemish Eye was the guy, though. Like, he's like, um, my friend Ian, who I knew from art college, was, was like, I, you need to, like, let's make this real. And uh, soon after that, Sub Pop got on board. And, yeah, the rest is, the rest is uh, what it is. Well, and now your new album, World's Most Stressed Out Gardener. Did you record this entire thing during the pandemic, or have you been thinking about these songs for a little bit now? I did, I recorded it a couple of years ago, actually. That that record had been sitting on the shelf for a couple of years, just because I'd been I've been doing soundtrack work and character design work for an Adult Swim show called uh, Dream Corp LLC. And so I was working on that for a while and loving it just because I, I get to work from home and don't have to tour and still get to do sound work and, and, and doing animations also. Um, and so I, I knew I was like, okay, I'm going to take a little break here. And I had those songs recorded. Like some of those songs are like 10 years old on, on that record, um, on this record that's coming out. Um, so I always kind of keep a file of stuff that I'm, uh, you know, trying to trying to pull songs out from, you know, old old folders, 
being like, oh, that could fit here. And, you know, doing a bunch of like, whether it's a bunch of like instrumental flute, like one of, one of the instrumental flute ones made it on there. And, you know, I'll have a bag of, uh, of stuff that, that uh, <laughs> just like, it sound, this, one, this record sounds a lot like a mixtape that, uh, that you're like, you know, brother made for you while, while he was drunk. And then he's like, this is going to be sick on the road trip, man. And then you put it in and you're just like, oh, I don't know, man. <laughs> a couple of these are pretty good, but like, what is up with this track? So, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad that you mentioned Adult Swim because we are the film cult podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, yes. So yes. I, I, I'm, I'm curious, were you super excited that you got to finally throw your throw your music to something other than just your music videos and oh, yeah oh a hundred percent yeah like i i it was a dream come true my friend danny stesson who write who wrote that show um uh yeah just an just an awesome opportunity because yeah like it gives me uh a way to kind of get the weirdo stuff out like the instrumental stuff that i would be doing um regardless it it just gave it a place and um and it's just really it's really awesome like i mean sound is such a huge part of like visual storytelling um and and so powerful and uh has like moved me you know throughout my life anyways it was just it was just such an awesome opportunity and they were it was a perfect situation where they were they're kind of like psychedelic stoner weirdos anyways so i would just throw them a bunch of like broken sounding stuff and they'd be like perfect (laughs) and uh and that's what it was you know and getting to work with like what making characters for the show and then we go to like henson studios and i give them a bunch of my drawings and they turn them into like muppets out of henson studios like fuck dude it was it's crazy um yeah like touching a real like touching a skexy for real like i don't even know man like that stuff changed my life as a child like i was like a huge huge henson fan whether it was like fraggle rock or dark crystal or like the muppet show my god man yeah it's nuts can you see yourself doing more film work more television work in the future is this something that you'd like to pursue a little bit more yeah, I mean, I don't even, I don't, I mean, these people just call me up, right? Like, it's just luck. I'm I'm such a lazy, like, asshole when it comes to that stuff. I just, like, hang out. And luckily, these people, yeah, like, Danny came out to one of my shows in L.A. Or, no, he came out to a show in New York, and he's like, hey, we want you to do sound for our show. And I was like, nice. And then I never saw him again. And then he came out to a show in L.A., and he's like, he was with uh, um, Stephen Merchant at the time, and I didn't know I didn't know the office or anything like that. And he's like, "Hey, this is my friend Stephen." I'm like, "Yo, you're tall." And he's like, "Nice." And I'm like, "Oh, you're also British." And he's like, "Yeah." <laughs> and uh, and then Danny's like, uh, "We still want you to. Do, do you remember me from New York? We still want you to do sound." And I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "Okay, well." what the fuck man like we're working on the show let's uh let's do this so it kind of takes that you know like i i never really like believe it's true it always sounds a little too good to be true really 
and I'm always kind of skeptical of that. But uh, but Danny was the right person to uh, approach me on that because it kind of takes like it takes a bit of time, and it also uh, it takes a bit of convincing, right? Like I'm I'm always that world is pretty prof- can be really professional and can be pretty draining, um, just as far as other people's vision. And I'm I'm used to working in a vacuum where I'm just you know constantly talking to myself and going going crazy and that's fine because I only have to deal with myself but as soon as it's other people it's uh time is on the line and money's hanging around and it just starts to get weird so but this but yeah this experience was just phenomenal so yes my answer is yes I want to do more of it it's awesome so much fun <laughs> well <laughs> and then you also had very cinematic elements in your black mold project can we yes. expect oh, oh so that's what that's why he was approaching me that's why he approached me because he was a fan of the black mold stuff. He's like, dude, I love black mold. I'm like, what? It, it is, dude. It's so fucking sweet. Can we expect any more of that ever? Oh yeah, man. So much of that has come out. Like, I, I mean, I've put out, I don't know, like ten albums of that already. Like, it's all on cassette, you know. So, uh, I, I sell it at live shows. Um, I have to put it up on Bandcamp. I have to put. Uh, uh, so one of my one of my missions uh, that I'm not succeeding at at all is, uh, yeah, slowly trickling that stuff out onto Bandcamp that, that all the cassette albums, because I've probably put out like 20 or 30 records on just on cassette and uh, no download codes because I'm just, I'm just that guy. Uh, I don't, I don't, I'd rather spend my time making music than download codes. Um, but yes, I will put it on Bandcamp. You're going to listen to it? Of course. Okay, sweet. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so now I'm curious. Would you say that tapes are your be-all, end-all? Like, if you're going through your collection, is that what you have the most of? Or are you still, like, kind of a vinyl CD guy? Oh, I'm I'm anything. I I mean, I like tapes because it's... um... It's just, it's, it, I mean, I probably have more tapes than anything just because I grew up with that and it was a really cheap way to record myself to begin with. And then I kind of moved on to reel to reel. And it's just a nice, cheap way to keep things analog. You know, if you put all this energy into, and I'm by no means am I an analog snob, it's, uh, sometimes it just doesn't make much sense to, um, like CDs like really failed me. I feel like I, I, I love, I love CDs, but the CDR really failed me by, uh, you know, those have a shelf life, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm like looking through my cassettes right now and I've got, I've got fucking tapes here. I've got a Liana, Liana Boyd tape in my hand. That's, you know, from 1985 and it plays perfectly. You know, you're not going to find a CDR that lasts for more than 10 years. So when at least it's a document, it's a cheap way to 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 put out a physical object and, and know that it's going to last. Right. Like those things can live under your car seat for a decade and you pull it out and you're like, oh, shit, Chad Van Gielen, pop it in. It's totally still works. Who cares? A CDR is like fucked under your car seat. <laughs> it's it's so true. Do, did you find it easy to find the kinds of music and art that you were looking for when you were growing up? Yeah, I really did, man. Like I uh growing up in Calgary, um 
and I'm not dissing Calgary or anything because I probably just was in the wrong circles. But I mean, I didn't, I got introduced to, I was like a comic book nerd. And so I grew up right behind Phoenix comics. Um, uh, going there every day. Um, and, and then it, and then, and go, then going to record land. I started going to record land once I started getting into music and then Wes, uh, the guy Wes that worked at record land started working at, uh, Melodio and Melodio records opened up. Um, and Ben opened up Phoenix, um, and halved it into the record store. And so me and my friend Chris would go there and pick up records, but he was like, I think I was in there. Yeah, I was getting like Smashing Pumpkins 7-inch or something, and he was like, seriously, man, like put that down. Here's a bunch of like play copies. And I think he gave me like Sebado Harmacy, Shellac at Action Park, and like Brainiac or something. Fuck yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I was Fuck just yeah. like, and he's like, he's like, he's like, whatever man if you don't like him keep him and as like i was just he yeah man he changed he changed my whole life like he started booking shows here um he booked my band that was like horrible at the time um yeah he was just it just takes one of those people that that uh you know and then then he's like yo check out tortoise check out check out this Chicago scene. You know, I, I just remember like, I think he was like, yeah, he's definitely the guy that was like, yo, Don Caballero, man. Uh, Isotope, like stuff like that, where you're, where you're just like, what are you talking about, man? Like this, I would have never, you know, I would have stopped at like Siamese Dream and that would have been it for me, you know? <laughs> it's, which, it's... Is a great, which is still a great album, but like, it's not gonna, you know, like those that whole scene was so good at repping itself and then splintering off into just wild versions of itself at the time. And, and so, yeah, like storm and stress and just all that outside or, or still song based, but pretty outside stuff then, you know, continues into the world of free jazz. Like all of the Chicago players have such a deep connection with, you know, out of that, there's Eric Dolphy. And then out of that, there's, you know, Sun Ra, you know, like all those SYR records that were coming out of the time and Sonic Youth being so good at being like, here's here's the visual artists, here's the musicians that influence us, you know? And it was just such a world opened up. So thank you, Ben. Thank you, Wes. You guys rule. I remember Ben was my soccer coach, the guy that owns... Uh, Phoenix, and uh, uh, was also in the Prum Rods, right? He, uh, I remember going in with to him when I was like, I don't know how old I was, like 11 or 12 or something. I was like super into Predator, and so I'd draw these Predator comics, and I'd take him into Phoenix Comics, and I'd be like, so make this into a comic. Like, how do I get signed as a comic <laughs> book artist? Yeah, and then Ben just being like what like going in with like a manila folder of like the originals you know and he's like oh dude like i don't make the comics and i'm just like fuck you man these are awesome check them out and he's just like (laughs) what like that guy you know so yeah bless the 
bless the small record stores and comic book shops, you know. And we have an abundance of record stores in the city, so it's yeah, it's it, real. It's a cool little place, as conservative as it is. We, yeah, we do rep art pretty damn hard here. Yeah, totally. There's been some. There's been some great bands to come out of Calgary and some great artists. So yeah, it shows. It's it's funny that you mentioned Brainiac. Did you actually get to check out the the documentary that came out on them last year? No, I did not. I have not gotten around to that yet. But you, yeah, I mean, tragic. Jesus, man, you, so tragic. You have to check out that documentary. It's it. it I was, will. It I will was, definitely check it out. Yes, it was one of my tops of last year for sure. Really, really. Okay, huh, man. But yeah, you, you do have a live stream coming up as well. Has oh ha- God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a live stream it's hilarious that anybody calls that stuff live stream anymore so. well have okay so have you recorded the entire thing already i'm i'm slowly chipping away at it so you know as i as i get time i'll sit down and i'll do a song and yeah it's literally just me borrowing ipads from my daughters and pressing record on all three of them and hoping that i get a <laughs> a good enough take it's super hobo i mean it, it'll be like you know, it'll be like my records, a cobbled together mess of uh, total insanity. Um, it's a, I mean, it's a good excuse for me to kind of show off all the, the, the sort of weirder instruments that I have around here. Um, so I'm curating it pretty heavily uh, because, yeah, I don't know. Watching like a live, a band live on video, that's cool if you're like the Beastie Boys playing like in Glasgow or something like that. And it's super crazy. But like, I don't know if I want to watch a band in their house. Well, I was going to ask, <laughs> ha, have you checked out any live streams over the past year? What are your feelings towards the live stream? I feel, yeah, I mean, I feel, I feel like it's fine. I just, I don't know if I get, like, it, it's fine for me to watch it. Um, I prefer to watch bands live. Uh, I'm not gonna like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I mean, band, they're, obviously bands are doing that because they need to like survive as bands. So um, the expectation for it is that, you know, uh, so I'm not, I'm not expecting to, to get any sort of that, the vibe that I was used to off of it. So that's, I guess that's why I'm treating it in a different way. I'd rather it be like hanging out, you know, getting a tour of Chad Van Gillen's studio. Well, get- totally pee, I'm peeing in my backyard while I'm talking to you right now. <laughs> oh, it feels great, it feels fantastic. I've got this little funnel. I've got like a metal, like a tin funnel built into uh, one of my off, uh, like one of my eaves. Oh, it's, yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but you know, like some of that, some of that vibe, wouldn't you rather, what, I mean, what do you think? What do you think about it? What do you want from me in a, in a live show? What would, what's your dream Chad Van Gillen experience? I was curious if you were going to go more the route that the bands earlier in the live streams were going to, that kind of just set a camera up and played. And then, right. and then once everybody kind of figured out the medium, they started adding in the animation. They added in these other elements. They added in interviews. And they, 
it, it became a more personal experience. So I think if yeah. you're going the more personal route and it looks more like a traded VHS tape of some guys yes. fucking around from the 90s, that's, yeah. that's I think, what people want a hell of a lot more than setting up, setting up one fucking camera on a tripod and just playing yeah. to, to the internet. Uh, yeah, it seems like... Well, and it's like also the expectation that like all of these bands are 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 now supposed to be like savvy to that, you know? Like a, it's a, it's a lot to ask, really. I don't know. It's I mean, it's a lot of video editing, that's for sure. <laughs> filters, filters, man. Get yourself a good filter pack, you know? <laughs> do some do some sweet like color burns. Hell yeah. Well, can, can we expect it just to be you, or are you going to have some like preoccupations, boys join you, or, or anybody join you at all? I mean, is that even like legal? I don't know. I think I mean, so. I'm, is it okay? Yeah, then I will. Hell yeah, I'm going to get uh, Ryan Bourne in here. I'm going to get Chris Dadge in here. Going to get uh, Scott Monroe in here if I can. Um, right now, I'm just doing like one man bands with behind like a grandma organ, and. Uh, it sounds, I don't know, it sounds okay. It sounds pretty good. Um, slather myself in, like, blue paint and do, like a, like, a flute solo in the middle of my backyard in the nude? Is that what people want? I don't know. <laughs> I, I'll be tuned in. <laughs> yeah, okay, sweet. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's what's happening. April tune in well i'm excited to hear that uh i want to thank you so much for coming on the show chad i hope that yeah we can, my pleasure i hope that we can do this again when the world opens up because like what are we a few kilometers away from each other so are we are we really where are you west hills oh no way okay because <laughs> i saw I, it's it came up as high river no I'm, I'm in west hills you're in west hills okay right yeah oh nice how's it how's it out in west hills uh it's pretty sunny today, so. Sweet, you doing that sweet? Uh, you, you, what are you, what are you fucking with? Save on over there? What are you doing? Superstore? Uh, co-op. Co-op. You doing co-op? Oh, co-op rules, man. I love co-op. You get the Amish turkeys. Yeah, man. They have Amish turkeys there. I don't know. I, I feel like co-op, <laughs> co-op's good with like, I just anything but Safeway, man. Like just like produce. Oh, I produce wise, I'm just like. Man, co-op is just—it's a level up, man. Can it's we just awesome. can we just take a moment to like truly shit on Safeway because it oh. is fucking awful. On top of it, who the fuck is coming up with these playlists that they're? It, you know, it's just like sad. Like I gotta listen to, you know, uh, I don't even know what they're playing, man. Like it's it's nothing I recognize anymore. It's not even like the hits. It's not even like. Uh, yeah, it's, de- it's Rita de- McNeil or something like that. It's like sad <laughs> early 2000s like boy bands or something. It's just it's it's a fucking living nightmare. Like I feel really I feel really bad for for people that work at Safeway, but you know, keep keep soldier on and we'll uh <laughs> and and we'll, ho- and hopefully one day they can work their way up to co-op. Yeah, I mean, just the just the produce alone like it's uh, half the stuff is coming from like halfway around the world and it's like shrunken, just nightmare food. I don't know. I don't know what's up. At least at co-op, it's like there's a lot of uh, 
it's it's a lot of local stuff because you yeah, have so it's locally it's the, the the produce there is coming from BC and well Alberta even and, yeah even just like the tomatoes are from Nanton and the lettuce yeah. is from Okotoks like at least things are local yeah and they're playing hits man they're playing like you know Brian Adams they're playing like uh, Tom Cochran and like at least it's like it's a little bit rock more rocked out there. Um, yeah. What is, what is your go-to when, when you're throwing music on? When I, well, like my, al- like album wise. Well, okay. Do, if you're going to put something on, would you say oh, if I'm you- going to put, if I'm going to put something on, it's like I put on Jitterbug Waltz by Eric Dolphy as my morning coffee jam. And, uh, you can do no wrong with Eric Dolphy. Um, and then like, and then I, and then I usually go like kraut rock, if I'm working, put some, put on some like harmonia, something like that. Or some, uh, I love it. <laughs> you know, or like uh, my friend Chris Dadge, the guy that drums with me, um, got me into this American rock band called Shoes. You ever mess with Shoes? I that actually sounds really familiar. I think I have them on one of my playlists. Oh, I'll, man. I'll have to go look. Yeah, really underrated band, um, and they were sort of all. Um, as one universe, like they recorded their own stuff. Uh, and yeah, I'm like, I got this record in, um, I, I went to uh, Stuttgart and they had this amazing uh, vinyl shop there. And so I had, I got a Pelican case cause they had so much amazing, like obviously like Krautrock was just like leaking out of the seams of the store. Um, so I brought back a ton of it. One of the, bands that i got was a band called Sella craig uh c-e-l-a-c-r-a-i-g one nighter is the name of the record and i've been these dudes are like outdoor synthesis nerds like they've got like the oldest synthesizers i've ever seen there's one two three four five six seven of these dudes and they're like so many synthesizers it's insane um i'm into that band but yeah Speaking about door, do you think that we that we take advantage in the way that, let's say, some somewhere like Palm Springs takes advantage of their desert? Why aren't we like doing these generator shows out in the out in the mountains? What? Why don't we oh, do more things yeah. like these? I yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe the I, maybe we'd be attacked. Maybe the animals would hate us. You know. Be like, yeah, that was a good show until all of the fucking raptors came in and peeled his face off. <laughs> <laughs> you know, death by, you know, grizzly bear. I don't know. Who knows? I mean, I, I, I'm into that. I'm into, uh, yeah, it's weird. It's weird that, like, I mean, you know, props to, uh, props to Canmore and um, what's that place called? The Tea Room, the Tea Spot. Uh, yeah. uh, shit I forget it they've got there's a venue there that's awesome um, it's a tea house uh, but yeah like bring on the mountain venues that's what I say and then it's easier to tour too you got Banff you got Lake Louise you got Canmore uh, um, what's it called uh, Field Field <laughs> fuck yeah I would play, love in, to- play in that stream play in that low fucking <laughs> river man i would yeah. love i'd love to play for the six people that live in field <laughs> yeah totally it's like the you know 
I'd, I'd do it, man, for sure. But yeah, there's got to be more. There's got to be more places in between. I mean, um, what's that? There's a there's a good place in Red Deer now. Totally blanking on names now. It's called actually, like it's. Th- there's actually two good venues in Red Deer. I've I've seen some pretty good shows there. Yeah, what's the place? Uh, it's, a, it's, well, a, it's a guy's name, like Ned's Pub or like Mike's. Okay, or so is, is that the one that's attached to the hotel? Because there's one attached to a hotel and uh, who the hell? I, I saw the end in there. Um, and is it hi-fi? Is it like really deluxe? <laughs> it's got a fire. It's got a fire pit right in the middle of the mosh pit. Do you remember uh, what's the fucking venue in Calgary right by Dickens that used to have the fire pit right by the mosh pit oh. too? Oh yeah, right. Um, I feel like it was another man. Was it name like as Lord well. Nessie's or some yeah, shit? Yeah, no, or Lord Nelson. Lord Nelson. Yeah, it was Lord ne- or Lord Nelson. Yeah. And yeah. It, yeah, and there was a fire pit in the middle of the fucking mosh pit there too. So it's right. it's yeah. kind of the exact same thing. Circular, <laughs> in, circular sort of. 360 styles yeah yeah okay yeah there's another place that's kind of like uh in in red deer that's like um it's a pub at the back and then they've just put like a ton of work into the stage and the sound and it's beautiful and i'm feeling really bad that i'm blanking on the name um they're gonna hate me now but they treated me they treated us like like royalty it was amazing and just like the sound sounded amazing and i think uh damn Blanking. And then oh, well. I, I, I think I also saw a band at the Troubled Monk Brewery there as well. Okay. So yeah. They're also doing like okay, okay kind of stuff. Yeah. There's a few places. There's a few places that we got it going on. But yeah, hopefully any of that. Any opens all, back up. <laughs> yeah, it all opens back up. Like, man, like people are, these online concerts are, no, yeah, they're just going to go. They're just going to go like they should go. <laughs> out the window you know i feel like hopefully we're not all just horribly addicted to screens and we can't be torn away from that but i feel like that's like uh at least with my kids i'm like man this is just the screen time is nuts these days are 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 you a little bit hopeful that it might be like the roaring 20s and everybody's just going to want to do every single fucking thing that they possibly can all all the time I I know it's going to be like that. I know it's going to be like that. People are, yeah, there's going to be like backyard parties at everyone's house. Everyone's backyard is going to be connected. We're just going to like cut doors in between our fences, you know. Hope, and, hopefully, uh, hopefully something like Sled Island really rises to the occasion and we get a ton of house parties at that, at something like Sled Island too. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's going to have to be... <laughs> The musicians are going to have to work for free for the first like five years <laughs> just so these venues can survive. And, uh, you know, so we should, they've, we've, we've all been, you know, treated to that. So yeah, we'll, we'll have to, we'll have to put in a little bit of extra effort. I, I think in the first little while, but it won't seem like effort because it'll be so, you know, it'll feel, it'll feel fresh again. Because we all miss it, man. We all miss that. Well, Chad, I want to thank you again for coming on here. Uh, yeah. It really means a lot to me. And hopefully we can do this again soon. Yeah, of course. See you, man. Thank you for listening. That new Chad Van Galen album, World's Most Stressed Out Gardener. It's out now through Sub Pop. Definitely check that out. 
and Thursday, April 8th, live performance from his house. You got to check out the Chad Van Galen live stream. Info for that, you can find direct link uh, on his Instagram page. Check out chadvangalen.com and subhop.com. And this concludes our broadcast day.